Welcome to another episode of Theology Thursdays. Well, or... Uh, yeah. I was going to say theological, and then I was like, no, it's theology. theology well, it's, yeah, Thursdays. it's Theology Thursday, but what is our podcast called? Oh, Pondering with the Peters. Oh my goodness, we haven't <laughs> been doing it long enough. Wow. Are just, you... No, to be fair, I just wrote our newsletter, which is called A Peak of the Peters. Oh, okay. Pondering with the Peters is the podcast. Okay. Anyway, we are okay. here for Theology Thursday with our tea... And a special guest, all the way from Saskatchewan. Do you want to introduce yourself? Kaylee Selkie. Yay! Yay. <laughs> we're, we're so excited to have our first guest on the podcast. And uh, we are anticipating that uh, she is going to help us work through this, today's topic. Which is? Which is, uh, how should Christians approach suffering? All right, now this kind of comes on the heels of a previous Theology Thursday that we did, which was, what does the Bible say about healing? And so after having <laughs> talked about the, the, the end result of, of suffering, we get to talk about the, uh, the beginning and middle aspects of suffering and how Christians should approach suffering. Uh, do you want to... Okay, well, just as a overarching thought um what this is is that every human is going to suffer we are all going to go through things that we view as suffering whether the world views as suffering uh but we want to know how christians are going to look different in that so if when mm. people look at you you should respond differently than the world does and how do we do that amen yeah mm. no that sounds great so yeah as we've stated we have uh kaylee selkie here to uh help us walk through this particular topic and so i guess a great place to start would be for you to tell us about yourself well yeah i'm kaylee selkie i'm all the way from regina saskatchewan so as you may guess yes i am a rough rider fan i know i'm in alberta territory <laughs> but i'm still gonna say it anyway um Hey, they're doing better than the elves, so... <laughs> Everyone's doing better than the elves. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take what we can get this year. Um, so, yeah, and I, I met Brendan and Helena at Bible school, so that's how I know them. Um, but, yeah, I'm from Regina, born and raised there, grew up in a pastor home and missionary home, so double whammy there. Um, <laughs> but I I really did enjoy that experience and um, have loved the Lord at at a young age and so growing up I knew like I wanted to be a part of that I, I looked up to my parents and I wanted to kind of follow in their footsteps so then went to bible school met you guys and uh yeah now I'm a full-time missionary with NCEM running their social media and also working at a bible camp under them so Nice. Uh, I like that you conveniently skirted around which Bible college you went to. <laughs> I just said Bible school. Yeah. We're not we're not sponsored <laughs> by anyone here, so I just wanted to <laughs> generically say Bible school. Well, and, that is great. Yeah. We highly recommend you go to Bible college. So if you yeah. have not gone, check that out. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, and there's uh, there, there's a thing here because Helena went to one Bible college, I went to the other, Woo-hoo. and yeah, Kay- Kaylee and I we went to the the same. Yeah, a little rivalry here, so yeah. we're just yeah. so we're this safe. Yeah, we're safe we're not zone. we're, <laughs> we're not going to name names, um, but uh, yeah, go go to Bible college. 
<laughs> go to Bible college. Yeah, yeah, go to Bible yes. school. Do go to Bible college. Yeah. Okay, so, Kaylee, um, why... Are we talking about this topic with you? This topic of suffering and how Christians should approach suffering. Uh, in what way have you experienced suffering? Mm. Yeah, for for me personally, um, like at at a young age, at twenty two, I did deal with um, a physical suffering of being di- being diagnosed with cancer. And, um, I think, yeah, for a lot of people, when they think suffering, they do think physical first. And so for Mm -hmm. me, that's always such like, people are always drawn to kind of hear about that story and hear that part of my life because it is kind of this shock. It is this thing, um, and has always been this thing. You hear the C word, you hear cancer. It's just like, oh my goodness, like that is the scariest thing to be <laughs> diagnosed with, to, yeah. to have gone through, um, to have a part of your life. And, and it's just so common. It is just a part of our world. And so, um, yeah, I mean, coming from a Christian perspective and Christian um, worldview, I definitely went through that experience a lot different than I saw a lot of people go through it um, when I went through it. So. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I um, think that's why you're yeah. <laughs> asking. That would be why. Yes. That, that. Why you're um, wanting my take on a few things. Yeah. <laughs> you have more info than I do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, everyone goes through so much, and I mm-hmm. mean, there's other things in life that. I've gone through, you know, just death in the family or mm-hmm. um, being in ministry. I mean, that's that's hard. That's there's lots of things you go through with that. Working with youth for me and and the struggles they have. So I mean, there's all kinds of suffering we go through. But I know specifically this particular one with my health is the biggest thing that stands out in my life thus far that I've had to really uh, work through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I like how you uh, you said it. It's it's more than just physical, because uh, obviously you've got um, like emotional suffering in that mm-hmm. as well. Um, oh, mental would be there too. Yeah, mental. Like, mm-hmm. Working through that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I mean, there there are a lot of a lot of capacities, a lot of avenues through which uh, suffering affects God's people. Um, so I guess, yeah, as a follow-up question, in what ways would you say that, uh, like your, your, your bout with cancer was, um, like more than just physical, like in what ways was it like emotional, mental, mm-hmm. um, spiritual, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it, all these other avenues? Yeah, like, the biggest thing is, um, like, when I got diagnosed, like, your entire world is completely focused now on that one thing, on your health, on getting better, and it really is, like, you have to live day by day. Um, Like, when you first get diagnosed, like, you don't even know the whole picture, Mm. but often, like, you probably don't want to know the whole picture. Mm. Like, if I knew that this was going to be the next two years of my life that I was going to have to go through this surgery and this surgery and these treatments and this was going to get delayed and this and that like 
I mentally would not have been able to handle actually seeing the whole thing put together and be like, I can't go through that. Um, so when you first begin, like, yeah, you don't know what's going to happen. And so that is hard, but also is good for you at the same time. Um, but like when you are living day by day, like it is like a mental discipline to just <laughs> get, get through it because especially when you're physically suffering, you're not feeling well, you're not sure what's ahead. Um, and for me being so young, like I watched all my friends just continue on with life there. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just finishing school, you're getting married, you're starting to have kids, you're, you're buying a house or, you know, you're just getting into your career and here I am sick and I can't make any plans. I can't really look forward to anything because I have no idea how long this journey was going to be for me. Um, and so that, that was probably the hardest part just as a young person. Like mm. there's so much you have to look forward to, but you can't, you can't make any plans at all. It, it, it was all living for the next appointment, the next surgery, the next this and that while you're watching everyone else sort of continue on with their lives and you feel like you're getting left behind for mm. me that was like the biggest thing so then once the journey kind of was getting over I don't know if you ever <laughs> say you're over it um but once I guess the most imp intense part is over then you feel like you have to catch up mm. and so I feel like during the journey Yes, mentally, it was hard and there were some really dark, depressing days just because you're physically sick. But I think the the mental and the emotional and the spiritual like heaviness came even more after I was physically better because then it all sort of caught up to you what you actually went through. And then you're feeling like I need to hurry up and catch up to where everyone else is. Cause I just missed two years. So okay, now, yeah. <laughs> now I'm like, I'm, yeah. I gotta run. I gotta sprint to make sure I'm not falling behind anymore. Cause it was like, my life was on pause and now I can finally like right. get back to things. And did it feel like people were able to understand the difficulty when it was physical, but the afterward, like were people mm. less aware of that then? Yeah. Yeah. So then not as yeah. much support. Yeah, exactly. Like, Physically, it makes sense. Like, okay, Kaylee has this surgery, so let's reach out to her. Let's mm -hmm. see how she's doing. We're, we're praying for her. Like, I had so many people praying for me. Like, it was amazing. Like, yeah, there was an overwhelming amount of support. But once you're sort of done treatment, <laughs> yeah, quote-unquote better, yeah. no one maybe realizes kind of the mental toll mm -hmm. afterwards to try to get your life back to normal. And what does normal even look like and even for me physically like it took a while to get my energy back mm. and I was like I don't even know what energy I had before so I didn't know how much to push myself was I gonna be in the shape I was before am I forever always gonna be a little bit held back because of like I mean the trauma your body goes through those those treatments are rough on you so there's a lot of long-term effects with that so yeah. Um, I like the, um, the, the phrase you, you said earlier, mental discipline. Um, cause yeah, I mean, in the moment and even afterwards, like, as you were saying about, um, the, the need to try and try and catch up, mm -hmm. I, yeah, yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. And, and I think, 
yeah, th- that's that's an aspect that that we as a church could get better at <clears throat> is just acknowledging not not only people's physical uh, physical suffering, but but their their mental mental, men- mental yeah. and emotional mm-hmm. uh, as well, um, and, and just recognizing that. Um, Christians aren't exempt from that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, exactly. Like, uh, yeah, as someone who has dealt with anxiety and depression for much of my life, that's something that uh, a lot of Christians don't recognize. Like, well, you should be happy in the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, that's <laughs> that that's easy to say. Mm-hmm. It's a whole other a whole other thing to to live out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I like what you said there about mental discipline. Because yeah, it is. In a way, you're you're you need to take every thought captive, mm-hmm. because the devil is going to be plaguing you with these these thoughts and these. Well, you're not. You're not at that particular life stage, or what, whatever whatever the case may be. Um, different. Uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Um, I don't know. You're you're lacking. Mm. Um, you're like it, essentially it's, uh, it's the same thing with Eve in the garden, right? Um, God is, holding is not, God back. is not good. God's holding something good from you. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not fair and it, it's the same, same kind of lies. I imagine that, uh, that continue to be played out against God's people today. Um, yeah, any follow-up questions from that? <laughs> no, that's good. All right. um, well, actually, one. Yeah, okay. How can... This is, like, off-topic, kind of. But how could the church um, practice being more in tune with that? Like, how could... is Maybe not even how could... Is there any way that during those follow-up years when you were dealing with the the emotional more than the physical... Is there any way that people could be, could we practice more connection in that? Like, how could we? Yeah, I think like, I mean, the biggest thing is just knowing and understanding that just because someone's done a surgery or done a treatment, you know, that doesn't mean you stop checking in on them Mm. or, you know, physically I see that like this is healed. Therefore, you know. Yeah, that's it, you know, get it out of your mind, move on to the next, you know, um, big thing. But, I mean, just being aware of that, I think, is huge. Um, But other than that, I mean, we should always be intentional with people. We should always be intentional checking in on someone. Mm -hmm. Because, obviously, like, you don't have to have a physical illness to not be, you know, not doing well. Right. Um, So you should always just be encouraging and and seeking people out and trying to have those real conversations to see where their heart's at and see if they want to share and be open because oftentimes it is just asking how are things doing really yeah and Mm -hmm. and people are are willing to share and I know for me like I I am pretty open and and when when people ask like I I I can be real I can Mm -hmm. be honest and (laughs) even if they weren't quite prepared like I'll (laughs) Like, well, I was expecting you to say yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just smile and say you're good. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, this is actually how I really am. Oh, yeah. wasn't expecting <laughs> that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, we're, uh, 
I, I don't know, we, we've been conditioned to think that we have to be fine or that, mm-hmm. uh, um, like the, the imperfections that we, that we do put forward. Um, but like, I, I remember hearing, a. um, uh, not not a quote necessarily, but um, th- this idea of curated imperfection and how like, on, on social media, for example, we put forward this this imperfect us and w- w- with the intention of it being manufactured to how we want to present ourselves so the type of imperfection we want people yeah to see. Mm-hmm. yeah so it's like i'm i'm imperfect and here are the ways that that i am imperfect so that i look as good as i possibly can in my imperfection yeah, yeah it's, it's wild oh yeah, yeah. um and, and so yeah like when we are actually confronted with an imperfection that we're not we're not ready for like oh, i don't i don't know how to handle it and, and i think I, a, I do, I yeah do. and I, I think a lot of people like their initial response is just to tap out did did you did you find that with with some individuals that that they were like I I don't know how to how to help you or how to deal with you or and, and they're just like I, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw up my hands and then just go the other way because it's uncomfortable for them because it's uncomfortable mm. for them did you find that at all or I think for the most part if someone wasn't comfortable addressing it like they just wouldn't they just wouldn't mm-hmm. ask and for me like I mean this was my daily life so how how can this not be brought up in conversation and so with people who maybe were more uncomfortable like asking or yeah they were like what's her response gonna be and are we gonna be able to respond right like they weren't really bringing it up and so I would be the one just casually being like well this happened today and blah 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 and then it kind of opened the door for them to be like oh well if she's talking about it then I can kind of ask a little more and kind of but I I mean I didn't expect people to have all the answers I Mm -hmm. I know there were specific people that God appointed to encourage me to bring that word in those times to bring that Mm. scripture to mind Mm -hmm. um through people but other than that, like, I, I didn't expect, like, people to give me the answers. Like, I knew I did have to go to God for that support, for that comfort, for that truth. And luckily, he does use people alongside you, too, to bring that at yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah, like, my my immediate biblical example, like, whenever I think of, of uh, like, Christians or, like, God's people in suffering is, is Job. And yeah, how Job lost all of his children, all of his possessions, like all of his wealth <laughs> in, in one fell swoop and, and even his health. And, um, and he's got his, his three friends who come and, and visit him in his affliction. And for the first week, they do really well, right? Like they, they sit in silence with, with Job and then they, yeah. And, th- and then they listen to, to Job as events and then... But and then, then it got uncomfortable for them. Yeah, and, and they then, didn't like it. So and then, then they open up. It. They they open up their mouths and yeah. <laughs> and they're they're trying to explain away suffering. Um, and I think that's that's kind of what what we're hoping to accomplish in in this uh, in this episode is this idea that um, suffering isn't necessarily something that that we uh, should 
should explain away um like it's this person's sin or it's it's um like a product of of their um their life choices or or necessarily anything like that because when you get to the end of of uh, job's story and he has this interaction with god and he realizes that god has all the complexities of life under under his control which is good right it's it's good that god's in control of all those complexities and and not us and and then um god gives job everything back double and job never understands why he lost it all in the first place and why he gets it all back double right there's just no explanation for job the only thing at the end of his life that he understands is that he can trust the Lord to look after the complexities of life, mm-hmm. including him and his, his suffering. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's immediately what I, what I think of. Um, did, did you identify with Job <laughs> at all? <laughs> like as you're going through all of this, like, <laughs> did he, did he come up in your mind at all or? I mean, yeah, of course, that is the, you think suffering, you think Job, absolutely. For me, though, like, a part of the mental battle was, I definitely was believing, well, this isn't that bad. And Mm -hmm. so when I thought of Job, it was like, of course, I'm I'm not going to compare myself to Job at all. It's like, in a small way, I can maybe understand, but like, this is not nearly as (laughs) extreme as that. And even just with, um, the type of cancer I had and, and seeing other people who were getting their cancers, like not as healthy, they're older, or they already were just deemed like this is terminal. I, it was very hard for me to actually accept that this is really bad. Mm. If that makes sense. Like I, I knew it was bad, don't get me wrong, and my life was on pause and all these things, but once I realized, like, okay, it it should not kill me, then all of a sudden something switched, and it was mm. like, well, then this isn't bad at all. And so then I, a part of my, like, well, hur- let's hurry up and catch up and let's get this over with, because I'm like, well, this isn't that bad. I, I didn't want too many people feeling too sorry for me, because for whatever reason, like just in my head, it's like, well, if I'm not going to die from this, this must not be so bad. And so I could not compare myself to that much suffering or to real suffering. Mm. Cause I kind of felt like I don't really compare cause there's always something worse. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that's a, that's a really neat perspective. And I mean, it, it, shows wisdom on your, your part. I, I feel like in, in you, you having that, that response. Um, and, but then and I, it takes yeah. like, then that adds to the overwhelm though, because if it's, mm-hmm. if you always think, well, it could always be worse, then you don't acknowledge the working through what you need to work through. Yeah. Right? It definitely right. wasn't like super healthy. Like obviously it was good for me to not be so caught up in, being a victim of this and people help me and look how awful my life is, but instead almost too extreme on the other side. Cause then it was hard to actually just 
deal with the emotions you mm. you need to deal with because right. although christians like them. yeah handle suffering different that doesn't mean you can't feel real pain that you should feel and and mourn and, and whatever else you need to go through mm-hmm. right the lament thing yeah yeah that, that that's what i was trying to say yeah <laughs> <laughs> in so many words <laughs> You got this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, again, we're with our uh, special guest, uh, Kaylee Selke, talking about how Christians should approach suffering. Uh, Kaylee, what would you say you learned from your suffering about God? <clears throat> well, at the beginning of my diagnosis... I had a verse presented to me, and I can't even remember who or what, so can't even give credit there. God. <laughs> well, yeah, except the Lord. But God used someone um, to bring this passage to mind, and I'll just read it. It's from Psalm 71, 20 to 21. It says, Though you have made me see troubles, many and bitter, you will restore my life again. From the depths of the earth, you will again bring me up. You will increase my honor and comfort me once more. So that was something I had in my mind the entire time. And it was really good because it gave me that encouragement knowing no matter what was going to happen, you know, this was maybe in the first few weeks where we're still just navigating what what's going on here, what's our first step. But I knew it didn't matter if I was going to lose my arm (laughs) my cancer was um on my shoulder and so it's like am I gonna lose my arm am I gonna lose any organs am I going to lose my hair with treatments um yeah is my body just gonna be not the same at all or you know worst case am I gonna use am am I going to lose my life Mm -hmm. and in reading this I just saw God's promise like you have made me see trouble. So it's like, okay, this is going to be a hard road. I am going to see some hard things, but my life will be restored. Mm. And yes, I have full faith that God does miracles now, that he heals people. And so I had that hope that God could heal me right now or heal me enough that this doesn't take my life. But even if it completely destroys me physically here and I'm still alive, um, God will restore me again in heaven. I will have mm. a new body. Amen. And so that really gave me the hope because it it doesn't matter what I looked like. It, di- it didn't matter what was going to happen. Either way, God had this promise of restoring. And I kept thinking about how God was going to restore me and just trusting that he will do that as he saw fit, whether it was right now on earth or whether it was going to be in heaven. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's beautiful. Yeah, we're done. We usually do. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> I mean, you're you're kind of Bre- like Brendan has a tear running down his face. Basically, <laughs> anyone who obviously can't see because you're listening. Pass the plate. Um. Well, because we're not on video, you can't tell. But, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's really good. And I mean, you're kind of like nailing down 
a lot of what we wanted to to talk about with you. So no, that's that's really good. Uh, what would you say you learned uh, about yourself from suffering? Uh, I mean, apart from like the the future restoration to come. Mm-hmm. Myself, well, I don't like to suffer. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, I know. It might be a bit of a shock. It definitely wasn't fun. Definitely wasn't, isn't something that I'm like, yeah, I want to do that again. Um, I think a big thing I learned, though, is I need people. Mm-hmm. I can't do this by myself. And luckily at the time, I was um, still living at home with my parents and and they helped me so much and it just it was so good just honestly the timing of it all it was so good that I wasn't um living by myself somewhere and all of a sudden I'm I'm dealing with this but I was able to be with family all the time had a lot of Mm. friends visiting and messaging and um going out of their way to to see me and be there for me so just knowing like yeah I can't do this by myself and I mean this journey was a few years ago now and so since then that has also just been a lesson that has stuck with me like we can't live life alone we can't do things alone and if we're gonna suffer (laughs) it might as well be with other people Mm -hmm. and yeah honestly I can't I don't know if I can explain that anymore like we need people and I might think at times like, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't want people to worry about me. I don't want people to. But I mean, that's not healthy. And that didn't keep me in a good place. I needed to let people in. I needed to let people to drive me to be there for me because like I was helpless. I couldn't drive myself to half the things. And yeah, you just have to be willing to accept that we are helpless. (laughs) So we need people. We need God. And which I think totally ties in so well with why Christians suffer differently or should approach it differently because the world does tell us we should be fine right they they build up like you're strong you're enough you're great yeah you're strong on your own yeah you're enough on your own you by yourself yeah (laughs) and God didn't expect us to be he built us in community he is in community as the trinity and he built us to live in community we're not supposed to be enough by ourselves and that is why the church is what it is. That's why families are what they are. We are supposed to go through things with one another. And it's that whatever. Brendan probably can pull out a verse from somewhere. But it's like, that's why we weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. Because everything is better in community. So if it's good, it's better with a group. And if you're suffering, it's better with support. Absolutely. And, and actually, that's going to be, uh, I think, our next uh, podcast episode talking about our, uh, our core values is the uh, the core value of community mm. and uh just how important that is yeah, um it's huge yeah in, in suffering in daily life yeah hugely important um so yeah i guess yeah what what did you learn about others from suffering not necessarily like your your need for others but um what did you learn about other people? And I think we probably kind of have fleshed this out a little bit, but yeah. maybe... Did you? Instead yeah. of what did you? Did you? Did you learn <laughs> anything about others? 
Less, less, <laughs> less stress worded that way. <laughs> Did I learn anything about others? Oh, man. Actually, I don't know if I've ever thought about that. Because <laughs> um, you are very focused... Like, everyone's focused on you. Yeah. <laughs> and so you're you're focusing on yourself, kind of like, how what do I need? How do I feel? Um, I wouldn't say, yeah, I had any sort of big revelations about other people, besides the fact that we are all weak, even though I'm the mm. one kind of in the weaker position. We are all weak because no one could be that... 100% full-on support for me and had all the answers and had the strength to walk with me by myself too because I know this took a toll on my family this took a toll on my friends they they were struggling too this was hard so it's like no one could actually bear this entire burden with me it's like we we are all weak no matter what and so I guess it was more just a reminder because mm-hmm. I mean I I know we're all weak, but just it, it really sharpens. The sure. Yeah. It was like almost kind of spotlighted that for a minute, just right. No matter what situation, like mm-hmm. no, no one can be my savior. Mm. No one else. So, yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, uh, that's huge. Yeah. The, the fact that it, yeah, it points you to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that is, uh, that's so important. Uh, in what ways would you say uh, God grew your faith in him through your suffering? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing for sure is like, there's nothing I could have done to really prevent what had happened, to stop what was happening, to heal myself. And so you are in full reliance of God Um, but also like, not just physically, but emotionally too, in, in the healing of that. Um, and I think I had gone through, um, some hard relationships before where I was in a position that I had to fully give my heart to God to heal, um, from the hurt that people had done to me. And so it was cool to know that like I I had come to that sort of relationship with the Lord, just knowing I can trust him with my heart. And so entering into now this physical Mm. suffering, my, my heart was there. I knew Mm. God could hold my heart and be, help me be okay, I guess. But then to let go of the, the physical control, like, okay, I know emotionally God can take care of me and right now I just need to like physically let go and trust that God is with me in this too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I can't remember where it's found, but uh, yeah, a lot of people misquote the verse um, saying, um, God won't give you more than you can handle. And, uh, like off the top of my head, I can't. First Corinthians 10, 13. Is that what you're talking about? Seriously? Did you just pull that out of nowhere? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. You're, 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 you're saying, awesome. No, yeah, you're, you're saying like, to I'm me. I'm really passionate about that because mm. people say that all the time. So Okay, verse, so what, what is it actually? The verse is like, you will never face a temptation more than you can bear because right. he will always provide a way of escape. Right, yeah, okay, yeah, that's but it. that's talking about temptation. So like right. people always use that. It's like, see, he'll never give you more than you can handle. It's like, no, he will always give you more than you can handle because yeah. the yes. point is we can't handle anything. Yeah. We can't handle a single day. No. Yeah. On our own. And so he pours that into us so that we turn around and throw it back at him and say, I have no idea what I'm doing. Help yeah. me. I need you to get through this. But yeah. when it comes to temptation, he's not, he's always giving you an, a way to escape the temptation. So you can't be like, well, I was tempted. So I had to do that thing. It's like, no, that's a totally separate thing. He provides a way out of temptation, but mm-hmm. he gives you way more than you can handle. And if yeah. anyone's just like, yeah, I got this. Like, no, you don't. Yeah. And God doesn't plan that for you. He always gives you more. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And yeah, again, that. And the whole like mercies new every morning thing. So when people see, so like you probably face people saying, oh, I could never go through what you mm. are going through. Yeah. It's like, well, do you think that Kayla woke up and was like, you know what I'd really like to go through right now is <laughs> cancer, right? Like I could do that. I'm strong mm. enough for that. No, yeah. it like God gave it to her and then gave her mercy every day to mm-hmm. face what she was going mm-hmm. through. Yeah. 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 That, that's exactly right. Um, and, and I mean, you're talking about, uh, the, the lead up to the, the point in your life where, yeah, there, there was nothing but trust in him left <laughs> that that's, mm-hmm. that's where God brings us so that we come to him with empty hands and just say, look, I, I got nothing. <laughs> and, and God says, that's, that's perfect because I yeah, I've got you. Mm. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that, that is the, the, the crux of this matter. Yeah. Um, do you have any questions for? No, or, I this has been excellent. Yeah. Anything mm-hmm. else you'd want to add, Kaylee? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Should there be? Yeah. <laughs> Did I know? I mean, it was, this, this was a huge, um, yeah, no, I, sorry. <laughs> now my brain is like, <laughs> like what was it? No, 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 do you have anything there. else? Oh, yeah, it, no, no. actually, no, my, my brain is just, no. everything's gone. We're, we're, yeah, this is Yeah, we were huge. doing really well there. Yeah, it yeah. sure was. This is, this is yeah. big. No, no, it's, um. <laughs> no, it's, it's been really cool to be able to share this story with others, though. Like, I know. I may never fully understand why this happened, why this happened at a young age. I never blamed God for this happening. I knew hard hard times come. And I remember, again, right at the beginning, I was like, okay, Lord, I don't know why this is happening, but I want this to be a testimony. Mm. I want you to be able to use this. And it might be messy, (laughs) really, really messy. And I'm not going to be perfect. I definitely was not perfect um, in it all, but I wanted it to be a testimony. And so it's cool how even just in this moment, like this was back in 2016 when I was diagnosed, we're in 2022. And so that prayer I prayed then, Mm -hmm. God is still answering, even by the fact that right now I can share this journey and, and what God did through me and through it and and what he taught me and now I can share that with others even on a platform now like a podcast Mm -hmm. so I am just (laughs) very humbled that he is continuing to use the story 
for his glory. And if I have to go through something like that again to continue to share the gospel, I know that can happen and I know he can sustain me through whatever he brings my way. Amen. So I think a really good one word answer for that. So the, the overall question was how should Christians approach suffering? And I think that testimony is a great yeah. answer to that. Yeah. Um, I know. approach it with testimony. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I know that yeah, your, your testimony has been a blessing to us. Mm-hmm. And I am sure that um, it'll be a, a blessing to uh, many more people who, uh, who hear your story uh, just about God's faithfulness to you and his, his care for you. And um, yeah, we just pray that that would continue to uh, bear fruit in, uh, in the years to come. Thanks All right, well, for joining us. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for inviting me. Again. This has been really fun. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a pleasure to have uh, Kaylee Selke here uh, with us, um, talking about uh, how Christians should approach suffering. And, um, yeah, we pray that uh, this blesses you. And, um, yeah, I guess we'll catch you later.